Hi everyone, it's Tessa and Joe from the Unveiling Paradise Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa, summer is almost here and so many of our listeners are about to have their epic destination wedding. And we are so excited for you guys. Before the big day, guys, we want you to make sure you listen to these three episodes. Episode 62, Deep Diving Your Wedding Ceremony. Episode 53, Questions Your Wedding Guests Will Ask. And episode 31, the final countdown to your wedding day. And if you're planning your wedding here in Hawaii, hit us up and ask us about our Unveiling Paradise podcast promo. Happy planning. Hello, everybody. This is the last episode of the Unveiling Paradise podcast forever. I mean, mean for season three. We hit our 15 episodes for season three. We're going to be back. Don't worry about it. I mean, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that sounds really bad. No, we are wrapping up season three. This is the final episode of season three. So exciting. I can't believe we made it through three seasons. This is amazing. I know. I'm- we started out season three saying that we haven't murdered each other. We still haven't we still murdered each other. Have it. <laughs> we still haven't. We in a great place. <laughs> Everyone's still alive. Yeah, that's something to be said, right? For now. All right. For our final episode, we're going to be jumping into some question and answers. Tessa, here's the thing about you. And I I don't know, don't don't take this the wrong way. (laughs) Why do you always start your sentences like that? I feel like you are a wedding planner, right? Yes, still am. Yep. I feel like you think you are right about everything. Like you have all the right answers about everything. You're correct. I do think so. That that is true. Okay, so that is no. That's fact. Okay, I didn't. I I, do think that. So you didn't take it the wrong way. No, not at all. Okay, okay, good. (laughs) I'm going to take it as a compliment. Thanks, (laughs) thanks, Joe. I want to take a stab at all of our questions from our audience. We have a ton of unanswered questions from our listeners, and I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Okay. So here it is. Okay. This is your final exam. I can't wait. All right. Are you going to get an A plus? I did well in school. Trust me. Did you get all A's? Yes. All A's? All A's. All pluses? Pluses. Plus pluses? Yes. Oh, man. Okay, this is going to be good. So you guys are listeners. Is Tessa as smart as she says she is? (laughs) Yes. Yes, she is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into our questions then. Let's do this. All right. Welcome to Unveiling Paradise, your go-to destination wedding podcast. I'm Tessa, wedding planner and owner of Fred and Kate Events. And I'm Joe, wedding and adventure photographer of Joseph Esser Photography. We are based in Hawaii, one of the biggest, most popular locations for destination weddings. We want to share our real-life experiences with you, give you insight from a professional's perspective, and still make sure you're having fun in the process. We're huge believers in the fact that planning a destination wedding can be one of the most amazing experiences, and we want to bring you along. We're so excited to talk with you about weddings, Hawaii, and everything else under the sun. So pack your bags and let's get started. All right, Tessa on the honor roll. Here we go. Yeah. I have a bunch of questions. Okay. Okay, now to make it fun, I have a special sound effect. Perfect. Every time you get it right, you get to hear this sound. Ooh, I like that. Okay. (laughs) But if you get it wrong, if you get anything wrong, that's a failing grade. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like that. So to all our listeners, we do not want to hear that. If we hear that, it means you're not on the honor roll. And hopefully you didn't hire Tessa for your wedding. (laughs) Are you the judge? Yeah, of course I am. But you don't know the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Not starting good for you. (laughs) 
that stinks. Uh, <laughs> all right, are you ready? I'm ready. There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't feel any pressure. Let's do it. You know, your whole reputation is on how you answer these. Bring it on. Okay, first question. Tessa on the honor roll, on the dean's list. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Question number one. What is the difference between a rehearsal and a rehearsal dinner, and do you have to do it? Good question, Joe. Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. So here's the thing. A lot of people, I think, intermix the two, not okay. realizing that they're two completely different events. Okay. So the actual rehearsal is when you're practicing the wedding ceremony. A lot of times it's that at the actual venue is ideal. You're walking in, where you're standing, walking out. What do I do with my hands? Where am I looking? Are there hugs? Are there handshakes? Like what's happening during that whole ceremony process? Like when you practice the five-second kiss. Yeah. Okay. Right? Five, ten seconds, whatever, right? So that's where all of that's happening. Whether you have to do it or not is up to you. Some people feel very comfortable or if their wedding is very low-key, they don't have to do it and they're fine with it. You also don't have to necessarily do it at the venue. A lot of venues charge more to go there or a lot of them just aren't available the day before or two days before your wedding. So if you can't do it there, you can still do it somewhere else and that's fine. Again, people confuse the rehearsal with the rehearsal dinner. And so the dinner is actually a whole separate event. After the rehearsal, you invite some family and friends, the people in your wedding party to come and celebrate and have a dinner. There's speeches, a little bit of toast. And it's kind of that last hurrah dinner before your wedding. You are oh, thank God. correct. <laughs> I saw your hand moving and I got very nervous. <laughs> Jeez, you are smart. It sounded really, really well said, too. Oh, thank you. So good. Okay. So <laughs> far, so good. All right. Okay, perfect. That yeah. was an easy question, though. I don't think so. Okay. Well, you know, we'll see. All right. It's a common question that people... Second question. <laughs> okay, this go. Tess has a time limit. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. Tricky one. What side of the altar does the groom bride stand on? And what if you want to change it up a little bit? Sure. So... Oh, with so much confidence, she says, sure. Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. so traditionally, right, you have a bride and a groom. This is very traditional. Obviously, we know non-traditional, it's a big mix of whatever you want. But traditionally, when you're facing the altar, so if I'm a guest sitting in the chairs, facing the altar, the groom is on the right and the bride is on the left. And if you want to change it up, do it. A lot of times now couples will change because the bride has a better side. Or if you have two brides, right, you can choose what side you want to be on. We also have it now where the officiant stands on the side and the groom is standing next to the bride or the couple are standing together and the officiant is on the side. So there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of change it up now. But traditionally, the groom was on the right facing the altar. The bride was on the left. Can I get some bonus points and tell you why? Yeah. No! <laughs> <What>? <laughs> why? <laughs> no bonus points for you. But, but... but. <laughs> You did answer the question correctly. So you don't want the bonus? No bonus points for you. All right. I don't even like overachievers, so stop with that stuff. <laughs> I don't think you're yeah. going to like me then because I am all overachiever. These are yes or no. There are no A pluses in my classroom, so no what? bonus points. Sorry. Oh, Professor Esser. Yeah, hard. <laughs> Next question. You're doing good, though. Thank you're doing you. Good. All right. Tessa, put your hand down. <laughs> the only person I know the answer. <laughs> She's in the front row, guys. She's like, I got it. I got it. Put your hand up. I know the answer. All right. Here's your question. Is there an off-peak season to get married, especially in Hawaii? If not, are there other ways to find cheaper options? 
<laughs> Why are you asking it like that? I don't know. It's my question. Okay, are you, that's fair. Are you challenging my authority? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. So to answer the question, in terms of off-peak season, in Hawaii, right, obviously we have summer, and then you have kind of everything else. The nice thing about Hawaii is you can get married any month of the year, and it's still gorgeous. So in terms of off-peak pricing, there really isn't a lot of that in Hawaii. With that said, there are ways that you can save money. If you choose to get married on a weekday, a lot of times what will happen at your venues, the venue fee may be lower, your food and beverage minimums might be lower, and there will be more vendor availability. So we talk about, you know, some vendors who are one of a kind where you have to book them on that one day. Weekdays will give you more availability and you have more leverage to ask for a discount. So you can save money in that way. This was a close one for you. It was? Why? And the reason why, if I think I hadn't said, especially in Hawaii, because I think other destination locations do have discounted off-season pricing. Oh, sure. Right? So I would have answered differently if you didn't say Hawaii. You qualified. It was qualified. a close one. You're Stop. doing good, students. Thank you. You are still impressing everyone so far. Thank you. Okay. But it was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, okay. Now, all right. Questions are getting a little more tricky. I'm ready. Question for you. Put your hand down. To <laughs> I'm so excited to answer. <laughs> Can we bring our own alcohol to save money? Ooh. So that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. So I get this question a lot. Two answers. May I? You may. Okay. So if you're at a venue that serves alcohol, like a hotel, like a restaurant, you cannot bring in your own alcohol. They have their own liquor license and they have to provide the alcohol. It's their liability. The funny thing on the outside at other venues where you're hosting and bringing everything else in, a lot of couples will ask me, hey, is it possible that we hire a bartender, but we want to bring in our own alcohol? The fun part about that is you actually have to. They're not going to purchase the alcohol for you. You have to purchase it and they'll serve it. So Again, at a hotel or restaurant or somewhere that serves alcohol, no, you cannot. On the flip side, with a venue where everything is a la carte, you absolutely have to bring in your own alcohol. Good answer. <laughs> Finger on this button again. Yay. <laughs> I'm feeling well. really good. <laughs> this is like school all over again. Yeah. I loved school. It's kind of like every time I hit the button, it's kind of like you get a sticker. A little scratch and sniff sticker, right? I love those, the little banana-flavored ones. You are gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're doing well. Thank you. But you can always go down. Once no. you're on, when you're on top, there's only one place to go. It's down. <laughs> <laughs> As my teacher. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your teacher. As the quiz instructor, I feel like you're setting me up to fail. I mean, you it's know not cool. You're doing well. You're doing well. Thanks. I can't Keep say going. Let's else. do it. I'm ready. Question for you. Yeah. When should we send invitations? And I think for this question, I want a real clear answer because I think you've been giving multiple answers. This is a one answer kind of deal. I like to tell my couples to send invitations three months before the wedding with your RSVP one and a half months before. So returning the RSVP. About six weeks before. Okay, got you. I think that sounds good. So, all right. Yay. I actually don't know. But- <laughs> Well, let me explain why. I already gave you the sound of approval. You don't need to do it, but okay. I'm just going to give you the... Okay, so I'm going to explain anyway for our listeners. Three months before gives you enough time to send out invitations and then have a follow-up six weeks before. And the reason I do six weeks before is now with weddings, there's so much more involved, right? You have 
linens, you have plates, you have catering, you have bar. They all need your final count about a, one month before. So if a six-week RSVP is your deadline, it gives you about two weeks to follow up. Hey, auntie, are you coming? Hey, you know, friend from college, are you coming? It gives you that time to follow up without pressure on you. You're going to have so much to do in that last month. Why add additional stress by having to follow up with people before that? Oh, what? Why are you doing that? Too long. I, <gasps> the, that essay was illegible. But I'm was sorry. it incorrect? It wasn't incorrect, but the it professor's was or was board. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. Push the other button. Too much information. No, you can't. That's I can't my, even oh, reach the button. Mother. Okay, you didn't. You still are 100 Push the 100. button. Thank you. Fine. <laughs> I win. Next question. Okay. How do you determine the ceremony start time? That's a good question. Can I give you my thought process? Sounds like you're trying to start (laughs) answering the question. Number one, you want to check with your venue. Certain venues Ah, have a very strict start time and there's no adjustment. Mm -hmm. Right? So if that's the case, then that's your answer. Easy. (laughs) What about if there's not? (laughs) I need the full but answer. But technically, I got it right. So push that button. No, 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 no. What oh. if there isn't okay. any guidance? So if you're at a venue and say you have the venue from like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. and you have this wide range, a lot of times what I like to do is ask a few questions to figure out what they want on their wedding day. Are they going to do a first look? What time is sunset? Well, how many photos do they have, right? So a lot of times it's kind of working around the details of the day to figure out what time makes the most sense to get the most of their wedding day. (laughs) It's so stressful. (laughs) This is a stressful game, but I also know I'm going to win, but I'm also very stressed. I don't know. I have some real tricky questions at the very end, so hang tight. Just wait. Okay, but I heard the buzzer, so I kind of feel happy. Okay. Go go. on. Okay. All right, next. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We're planning a destination wedding and can't be on site to taste the food and the cake and all that stuff. What is the best way to address this? So that's a great question, Joe. Don't sweeten up the teacher. I'm just grading this. It has, it's very objective. So Push the button. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good question. And for me, it really kind of comes down to the fact that if you're not here and you have no friends or family here, right, wherever the destination may be, you're really going to be relying on the trust that you have that you've built with your caterer, your venue manager, wherever the food may be coming from, and your wedding planner. So for us, like we've been to multiple weddings. We've tasted the food from multiple caterers. Some of them are great. Some of them not so great. So you have to almost lean in and trust those people that you've hired to help you with your wedding. And unfortunately, you know, you're not going to be able to do the tasting. You have to be okay with the fact that they're like, this is our most popular item, or this is what we love the most. Or again, if your wedding planner is saying, hey, we've... Okay, fine. I'll stop. (laughs) That was good. Very good. Yeah, trust the experts. I got you. Great. Okay. This is rough. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. Tessa, my wedding is coming up and the weather forecast does not look good. I'm really worried about the rain. What should I do? That's a good question, Joe. So I would highly recommend if you're at an outdoor venue to prepare. Have a tent for your reception. You know, open air is gorgeous, but if you know the weather forecast is showing rain, prepare for it. Even for your ceremony, a lot of times people will wait it out and they'll just hope for the best. But if you know it's going to rain, if you know the weather's getting tricky, get some of those really cute clear umbrellas on Amazon or get some umbrellas 
that match your theme or your color, you know? <laughs> I like kind of having the power to. I know, cut it you off. just cut me off. Wow. Okay. Super good. Good answer, though. Thank yeah, you're killing it. Thank you. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Tessa. Joe. My wedding dress is super expensive. What can I do to protect it from the elements? That's a tricky question because if you're at an outdoor venue and you have grass or mud or, you know, the elements, it can really quickly damage your dress. And if you've spent a lot of money on it, it's really, really important that you take care of it. So what I suggest is a couple things, right? Number one, a lot of people will scotch guard their dress. I would always recommend doing a little test before you scotch guard the whole thing. And it sort of creates a protective barrier, right? Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Continue on. But you are already winning this one. Thank you. Okay. What if I go downhill from here? Uh, I still got the point. Okay. You got the point. (laughs) So again, Scotchgard is a great way. But again, always do a test just to make sure that it works for your fabric. The other thing, right, depending on your venue and how muddy or dirty or grassy or whatever it is, you can do a full carpet runner down the aisle so you can keep your dress clean. If you're walking down the aisle and you don't want to pick up twigs or leaves or anything else along the way or bugs having that runner creates that elegant vibe in an outdoor space obviously if you're indoor it's very different and your dress will be safe with the outside that's where we really want to make sure that we protect it once you get to the reception and you bustle it and the dress is off the ground there's a lot less chance of getting your dress dirty good answer I've already pushed the button so sorry you're not gonna get it twice really yep sorry but I answered a second good answer a few more questions for you. <laughs> okay, I'm a ready. A few more questions. Here we go. Yep. Tessa. Yes. I have way too many speeches at my wedding. Is there a way to break them apart so it's not super long and super boring? The short answer is yes. There is a way to break it apart. And what I like to do is first figure out who's giving speeches. Because a lot of times you're going to have parents of both sides. You'll have a maid of honor, maybe a best man a couple of their friends. So we've done weddings where we have, you know, maybe eight speeches or so. What I like to do is break it apart. So I'll do a couple of them before dinner. A lot of times I like the parents before dinner because everybody is seated, paying attention. The parents will get the respect that they deserve when they're giving the welcome or thank you or blessing or whatnot. During the program later, I will sometimes break it up by parent dances, a little bit of speeches, cake cutting, you know, so it's just not all happening at the same time and people are just sitting there looking at their phones, right? It's hard to go through eight speeches back to back. So I like to break it up with some dancing. Guys, I don't know. Like, I think technically she's right, but I'm on the fence with this one. Push the button. I don't think I can sit through eight speeches, Tessa. But that's how we break it up. Yeah. Push the button, Joe. I don't know. I'm like, I'm really hesitant, but I'm, I think you're technically correct. Thank you. That's, that's all that matters. That's all you get on that one. Really? I think you got to get rid of a few people from speaking. You know, so I do encourage them, right? When we talk about the rehearsal dinner, a lot of times I encourage them to have some people give the speeches then. The reason why people will try to pack it all in on their wedding day is because they've hired photographers and videographers for that day so they can capture them at that moment. Fair but super boring. <laughs> no, not boring. If they're heartfelt and fabulous. Uh, yeah, I mean, too many is too many. So yeah. <laughs> All right. There's nothing you can do about that. I still got the win. Yeah, you did. But too many is too many. So like get rid of a few of them. You don't have, everybody doesn't have to speak. Okay. But that's my answer. I'm too bad. I'm not on the game. 
Two more questions. Okay. Tessa, we have a lot of kids coming to my wedding. What are some suggestions on keeping those darn kids entertained? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, honestly, it really depends on the ages of the kids. If they're 18 years old and you're considering that a kid, like they're fine, right? If we're saying one-year-olds, it's hard to entertain. You're going to have to have the parents kind of watching them. So when we're talking kids, I'm thinking that middle, like three to 10 age. Okay, sure. So my thought was, is there's several things you can do. We've done some really cute bounce houses and it's like the wedding themed one. So it's white, it's a castle, you know, they're very classy looking. We've done cute little like kid tents and kid areas so they can kind of sit and they have coloring books and they even have like a little gaming station, right? So there's a lot of ways that you can create fun activities for the kids near the parents where they can still play. Fair. Good answer. And you are correct. Thank you. You are doing really well. I'm not going to lie. But this uh-huh. last question, it's really tricky. I'm so scared. <laughs> I, I just have a gut feeling that you're not going to get it right. Are you setting me up to fail? No, I'm not. But I mean, there's only one right answer. All right? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Is Tessa going to get an A or is she going to be moved off the Dean's list? Final question. Who is the funnier host of the Unveiling Paradise podcast? And there is only one right answer. There is only one right answer. And I think we both know it. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) I hit the wrong button. Dang it. That is not. That is the one. Dang, you were doing so good. I had such good hope for you. I thought for sure you would be like, an A student, but I'm so sorry that you are wrong. Gosh, I mean, it's so true. <laughs> I am the one. I am the funny one. This took a weird turn. <laughs> uh, well, okay, fine. I wish you graduated, but unfortunately, I think what this means is we are going to have to move on to season four. Wow, season four. You okay. didn't graduate. Darn you, it. You were close. You got to work on that final, final, final one. Just got you. So goal for season four is to prove that I am funnier than you. Just to try. I mean, just, to, I mean, <laughs> you know. Done. All Check. Right. Easy. Put your hand down, Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking questions. <laughs> I'm an overachiever. I can't help it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was really stressful, but I'm really feeling good that I've nailed all of these answers. Darn it. I knew you were going to do that to me. (laughs) I hope this was helpful. I think this was honestly a great way to wrap season three. I cannot believe that we've hit 45 episodes together. This is amazing. I think we've really grown, helped everyone, and we can't wait to see everyone in season four. We will miss you and we'll see you soon. All righty. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unveiling Paradise. If you enjoy our show, please follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really mean a lot. And don't forget to also get on our mailing list and follow us on Instagram. Just do it already. Until next time, this is Tessa. And this is Joe. And don't forget, your happily ever after is just a plane ride away. <laughs>